This is episode one of the podcast that is yet to be named. I'm Dr. Corey Broomball. I'm here with Hannah Whitman. Go ahead and tell everybody who you are. Well, my name is Hannah, and I am a CrossFit coach at Declaration Iron and Wire. And how, tell us a little bit about how you got into that field, and what are some of the favorite things that you do on a daily basis in your job? Okay. Uh, how I got into this is weird looking at you. <laughs> How I got into that field is I was a long distance runner and I was just really bored of what I was doing and my body was breaking down and I had, I didn't have any strength. I couldn't even do one push up, and I was like, there has to be something that is fun that is going to get the muscle definition I want and that is not going to like beat up my body. Um, so I did, I just went on Google and just started like searching exercises and I came across CrossFit, um, did my first intro session about five years ago or even a little bit longer now. And uh, I was hooked ever since. And I was, an, uh, I was just a member of a gym for about a year. And then I went through about a year and a half um, about two years of, uh, int- what do you call it? Uh, inter internship. Yeah. Internship. Gotcha. Yeah. And kind of learned all the ins and outs, um, did courses, got certified in a lot of different Olympic lifts and in CrossFit. Um, and I have been coaching ever since. Awesome. <laughs> Some of the things that I love about CrossFit or love my <laughs> job or how I do is, that I get to see ordinary people do extraordinary things. So I think a lot of times people limit themselves in what they can do or in what a certain workout should look like or even what a, what their body should look like. Um, and I love to influence them and maybe show them a different, a different way of looking at exercise, different way of looking at health and wellness um, and showing them that it's not cookie cutter um, and it, it can be very personalized. I gotcha. And that was one of the questions I had for you too, was what makes somebody I don't know, more coachable um, coming in? Because I know patients of mine come in here with some preconceived notion of either what it is that we do or what is going on with them. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's a complete 180 difference from you know what ends up happening or what we end up telling them. And I know that's probably similar for you. So what makes somebody more coachable than another person? I think somebody that has an open mind that is not that is open to the possibility that maybe what they have been hearing their entire life isn't true. So, I mean that's I mean that's a lot, but like they have to be open to being like I need to, you know, see see my body and see health and wellness in a different light and maybe realize what I've been doing is I mean is not working. That's why you came to us because you hit a plateau or your body is breaking down or you're not having fun anymore. You're not getting the results that you want. So what you've been doing isn't working. So somebody that comes with an open mind willing to, to explore the possibility of there being something else out there that they don't know, um, it makes them very coachable when they come with an open mind and a willingness to learn and kind of leaving, leaving their ego at the door. For sure. Yeah, so I was gonna say the willingness, to, the willingness to learn or the thirst for knowledge is huge. Yeah. If you come in here and you want to, you know, dig deeper into what you think is going on, or you have a good idea of what's going on, and you just want to gain that knowledge. I think that makes somebody a much better participant in their own health overall. Yeah, and I'm sure you get this too. Like they have, you have to, they have to trust you too because you know they have to trust you enough to be like, okay, I don't know 
what you're doing, but I trust that you know what you're doing. So we're going to walk this path together. For sure. For sure. So how do you talk, go into that a little bit? How do you go about gaining that trust with your clients? That's a great question. Um, I, it, it builds over time. It, it's not going to happen when they first walk sure. through the door and you have to kind of not almost prove yourself a little bit, be like, I want to show you that I know what I'm talking about and I want to show you that I have your best interests at heart. Um, and it, it, over time, over conversations, over sitting down over coffee or, you know, sitting down and just having a heart to heart with them and learning what they want and seeing where they come from. I think a lot of people kind of mess up or because they just like, oh, this is my, this is, this is my point of view. You have to see it too. But like opening up yourself as well to be like, what's your point of view? Okay. This is mine. Okay. This is how we can make, make both of us happy. And so it's just like, a, it's like a relationship. It's like hearing the person, you hearing the person and you guys coming together on an agreement. Okay. Like this is happening, but they don't feel like you're just shoving your knowledge or your way down their throat but they're like oh they they know what i want this is what they came for up sure. with so i'm going to trust right. them yeah i think that's for what i do as well i think people come in here you got to meet them where they're at yeah right some people want to come in here they want to feel as good as they can in one or two visits and be out the door right, right. they don't want right. their whole life overhauled and right um as you know as much as you want to give that to them yeah. like oh my goodness i can help you so much i can change your life right. just give it to me exactly so you got you know you just got to be able to meet them where they're at and kind of lead them along that path rather than dragging them by the collar i guess yeah right? be like you're gonna do what i want because i know best <laughs> <laughs> so dive into a little bit for us about what your fitness programming looks like on a day-to-day -day basis and what you think it should look like going forward and maybe some good things about it and some bad things about it okay um so right now my fit my fitness like regimen or what i do um is a little bit more intense than what i'm used to um just the people i've surrounded myself with they're they're a little bit more intense training so therefore i'm like ah oh, let's see what i can do um so i work out you know maybe about three or four hours a day um, definitely take in rest days and listen to my body. So like if I can't go hard one day, you know, I back off and I, um, maybe take it a little easier, just do some body weight stuff. If my joints are, you know, feeling tired or whatnot, but it's kind of, it hasn't always been that way. Um, you know, sometimes you go through a part in your life, you're like, you can't spend a lot of time in the gym or your body is just like, hey, you're you're not gonna be doing a lot. And that's when you really have to just be in tuned into your body and being like, what what can I do? Where am I at in my life? And what can I do to be the healthiest I can right now? Um, so it kind of, you know, I think through life, it kind of varies. But for me right now, it's pretty intense and I'm loving it. I'm loving to see what my body is doing, how it's changing and what I, what I'm capable of. Cause I'm, I'm doing stuff like I didn't think I could really do. So it's, it's pretty awesome to see with some hard work, dedication, coming to see you <laughs> all the time to make sure I'm all in line. Um, yeah, and just staying healthy. Right. So the reason I wanted to ask that question is cause yeah. I know the volume that you train and everyone at the gym trains is a lot, right? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, you're a CrossFit coach, right? And like the public perception of people that don't do that type of training is, oh, you're going to get hurt or I'm yeah. going to get hurt if I come and do that and things like that. So how can you speak to that a little bit? Just tell, you know, the audience what 
what general programming looks like okay. and what, like how you would take somebody from you know Joe Schmo off the couch eating potato chips to yeah. um, a much healthier individual. Yeah. Well, um, it's a long process. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, you have. You can't just walk into a CrossFit gym or I think any gym and be like, all right, I'm going to do what I see Susie over there doing. But you don't know Susie that has been working out for three years, building up into this intensity, building up to this volume. So I think you have to kind of check yourself and be like, I've been sitting on my ass eating potato chips. I get out of breath going up the stairs. That's where I'm at. So we're going to put you in, all right, how can you move your body? Screw the weights because that's probably too intense for you right now. So are you squatting right? Do you have mechanics? And like, and so working through just body ranges of motion and making sure you're going to move safe. Okay. Then we can add some intensity and layer, layer that upon a long time but it doesn't happen overnight. So we'd put them in through like a general program, getting them moving and then starting to work with their nutrition because it's a, it's a whole global thing. It's not just, Oh, I just work out and then I'm going to be fine. And, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to stop at McDonald's and then I'm just going to sit on my couch and I'm not going to stretch. I'm not going to mobilize. I'm not going to go see a chiropractor and then I'm going to be fine. Like you have to see, your health as a as a global thing. So when we start working with new people, obviously you can't change everything at once. So you kind of spit you kind of like dial into the most important thing and then you work on that. Once you got that done, okay, let's work on this. Okay, your nutrition is good. Can it be better? Okay, let's make it better. Um and then, you know, through patience, hard work and dedication over time, then you can be like Susie in the corner. But it it takes it takes a you know it takes some patience to to work up to that. So tell us a little bit about your fitness background growing up because I imagine that you probably you're a pretty fit individual you're a healthy yeah. individual. Tell us a little bit about like that background that you have in the whole field. Okay, um, it's it's probably not what you think. Like I never played any sports. I never did anything like that, but. Um, my, I grew up in a very active family. Like when it was nice out, you were outside playing, you were climbing trees, you were going running, you were, um, you, you like using the world as your playground. Um, and like growing up, we were very healthy. My, my mother did a great job. Like she made her own bread. She ground her own grain. Like we grew up very healthy. Um, so it's never something that I ever Kind of, I thought everybody did it. I thought everybody ate sure. that way. I thought everybody played. Um, we would ride our bikes everywhere, go on hikes, like very active. My so it's always something that was instilled in me to be active, to to view your body as kind of like a temple, and like you treat it well because you only have one body. Um, so I loved running though. So that's when I got into the running when I was a little bit older. But I always I never played sports. I was just very active, um, in in the you know just very active as sure. a kid and growing up. And is that something you see like with your clients? Is that something that you see that a lot of people struggle with? Is that they're coming from such a sedentary lifestyle and now they're moving and it's a shock to the system, if you will? Yes, it is. Sometimes I it just like blows my mind. Like it really does because it's like. People don't know how good they can feel because from a kid, 
they were fed McDonald's. They were sat in front of a TV. They And like nowadays, you put an iPad in front of your kid. Yep. They don't go outside and play anymore. And it just blows my mind to have even younger people come in and they they don't know they don't know how to use their body they don't know how it how to work out or like people sometimes freak out when they get out of breath and it's like people it it just yeah, it does panic mode yeah it blows my mind that people stop playing that people were like they sit 8 hours at a job they sit in their car they go home and they sit their ass in front of a TV yeah it's, it's like, wild like that is that just it blows my mind. Right, and then at your your point too, like about the getting out of breath, right? Yeah. They get scared when they're out of breath. They get muscle, just general muscle soreness from working out, and they're convinced that they are injured and dying. Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, it's yeah. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it is, and it's it's very it's it's it, it's very sad to me to be, for have sure. people be like, you know, so so di- unconditioned. And, you know, it's just, but it's awesome to see when they conquer that and, like, when they get better. And then, like, they go out hiking or they come in and be like, hey, I went up the stairs and I wasn't out of breath. And Right. Like, like the little victories are awesome. For sure. But it's insane to see how just generally out of shape people are. I'm not saying you have to be, like, the crazy people that are in the gym. Like, like let's say me, like, crazy in the gym for a long period of time. Some people are like, that is insane. Like not, you don't have to be like that, but you can move your body. Like you're a machine. You are meant to move and meant to, to do things, not just can sit on your ass for sure and make it flat. (laughs) Nobody likes a flat ass. This is true. Well, and then I tell I tell my patients too, you know, cause they'll ask, Hey, is, is deadlifting good for my back? Is squatting okay for my knees or my back? Right. And I tell them. You know, when was the last time you squatted? And they'll say, oh, I haven't squatted since high school. I said, well, did you, you know, did you go to the bathroom this morning? They said, yeah. I said, well, then you squatted then, right? I said, well, you know, if you are an old person and you can't squat, guess what? You're in a home. Yep. Right? Yeah. And you've lost all your independence. If you have no independence, in my opinion, you might as well be dead. Right. Right? Like, who wants to be in a whole, like, have somebody wiping their ass? I don't. (laughs) No. I mean, maybe. I don't, that might actually be. I mean, maybe, like, when I'm 90. I don't know. If they're like waiting on me hand and foot and that's yeah. part of it. I wanted to do a, du- a duvet. Is that when the water? No. A, du- a duvet is a sh- cover. Oh, what's the toilet thing? That's a good question. The Europeans a- use. I don't know. Why am I drawing a blank? Because you said duvet and now I'm completely <laughs> thrown off. But yeah, it's, it's just crazy to see how deconditioned we are. And like, you just brought up a great point. Like, you need to move your body. Like, you have to move your body or you are going to die. A slow, painful death. Like, we're all going to live up until probably like 70. It's like, what quality of life do you want to live up to 70? So, working out isn't, oh, I'm doing it because what, like, it's a necessity. You, unless, unless you want to have a really shitty quality of life and feel like shit all the time, you need to wake up and take care of your body. Without a doubt. It's, it's interesting because you see, I see on a daily basis, I see people that are, you know, uh, I would say over the age of 70. And some of those people are in, lead incredibly active lifestyles. Mm-hmm. They golf, they swim, they bike, 
they do everything that they probably thought that they were going to do when they retired, mm-hmm. right? And then I see other people that age that are literally breaking down, that can yeah. barely walk, can barely move, and just struggle with everyday activities. And just that contrast, I think, is getting wider, Yeah. right? More people are definitely yeah. going towards the latter than, you know, are the exception to the rule that active 75-year-old that's out moving, you know, doing all the things that you should be doing when you're, you know, retired and don't have anything else to do, right? And how, and how are they, are they, like, the people that can move, are they happier? Oh, without a doubt. It's just like... I mean, it's, and that gets back to the first point about mindset, right? It's, it's, when those older people that are more active, when something negative happens, you know, they hurt themselves in some way because they're older they're more susceptible to injury anyway but when that kind of stuff happens it's all right what do we need to do to get it better let's get it better fast and let's get let me get back to what i'm doing versus those people that are you know with those morbid chronic you know health conditions diabetes and things heart disease things like that you know it's it's kind of a sob story most of the time it's Mm -hmm. it's poor me you know i'm never gonna get better and it's it's back to that mindset right yeah yeah, and it's sad to think that being healthy and being fit is out of the ordinary. Like you walk, yeah. ra- you walk around every anywhere, anywhere, go anywhere in America. Ninety percent are overweight, and like a lot are obese. And it's For just sure. like, when did that it, become okay? Right. And like you're healthy. Oh, you're weird. Right. Like, oh, you are getting chicken and broccoli at dinner? <laughs> What's wrong with you? For sure. And it's just like, um, I'm I'm being healthy. I'm eating what my body needs. Right. I'm not going to stuff it with pasta and cheese. I mean, sometimes I do. I was going to say, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I know. But I mean, moderation. Sure. Without a doubt. So tell me a little bit. You mentioned the word weird, and one of the questions on this sheet is what is what are one of or some of the weirder things that you do in you know exploring your health that or things that pe- like not just the general population but normal people okay. would look at and say, okay. Hannah, that's weird, but it helps you. Okay. Or and that you have tried. It can be at any point in time. Um, I don't know. I mean, I probably do a lot of things that people consider weird, but I don't consider them weird. So I'm not exactly sure. Probably on a daily basis. Like, um, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not really sure how to answer that one. I don't know. Fair enough. I like that though. I'm going to have to think about it. I mean, I've taken some weird supplements. Like what? I can't remember. Like some mushrooms and stuff. Like not like (laughs) tripping mushrooms, but like, um, what it was that coffee mushroom that you? Gave oh me. yeah yeah yeah. What's that called? Um, uh, it was the Four Sigmatic brand. Yeah. It was the yeah. those mushroom. It was mushroom coffee. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was vile if you just dumped oh, it God. in water, but yeah if you, yeah. If you mix it with regular coffee, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, that was good. To... I like to put like you know like the MCT oil in my coffee. I do like a green ju- juice. I so. take green supplements and stuff. It's not but, as weird as I thought you were going to get. Yeah, I don't get super weird with it. Right. I just keep it, I like to keep it everything like kind of organic and natural, not, I mean, I'm always down to test out new things, but. Right. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. What are, so, you know, we talked about your background in health and, you mm-hmm. know, it sounds like, you know, you, you were raised to be where you're at today, right? And <laughs> yeah. And quote unquote, the epitome of health. Yeah. So 
what are some of the things yeah what are some of the things that you struggle with maybe with your own health whether that's you know food or training or whatever oh i food <laughs> like i i could probably live off of candy like i love chocolate i love i love candy uh, pasta and cheese give me chocolate pasta and cheese <laughs> i'd be happy forever <laughs> not in that order maybe but it's it yeah I mean, it's not like that stuff doesn't, you know, tempt me, but it, I mean, and it's not like I don't have that every once in a while, but it's like, I think of it more of like, oh, I can't have that. But it's like, what is that going to do to your body? And, um, I have the last like two years, I've really cleaned up my diet. And when I eat something now that is not on my normal plan, I feel it in my body. I feel it in I'm tired. I can't think as straight. Not like I think straight anyway, but I can't like think as clear. My training, I feel like a sloth. I remember when, I can't remember when it was, but a couple weeks ago, I went out and I had a glass of wine and I had like a pasta dish. And I didn't even eat the whole pasta thing. And I worked out the next day. I was like puking, I felt like crap, and I was like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I ate like crap yesterday, and now I'm paying for it. Um, So it's just like, it's crazy to me how much your body truly responds to food and the toxic of food when you clean it out. I just don't think people in general don't understand how good they can feel. I agree. There's something crazy with cheese too. Oh yeah. Like oh, it's disgusting. Cheese is like you can just you sit. Too. You too. How cheese is made sometimes. I don't want to do oh, that. God. I like cheese too much. Oh gosh. You but it's see like, like the the butter of the cow. Just oh gosh, it's disgusting. It's uh, like pus. Oh, all right. It's just so gross. I saw a meme not too long ago. It said that cheese is heroin for people with jobs. <laughs> it's it true. is. Cheese it's is addicting. Crazy. Cheese is good. Yeah. It's addicting, but it's awful for you. I think we talked about this a little bit too, but what are some of the like daily things that you do? Something you do every single oh. day that sets you apart, whether that's just in your everyday health, in your fitness, or you know, in your career, in your job? Ah, every, every, I do this every single day, and I notice when I don't. So I wake up, and right next to my bed is um, Juice Plus supplements. So I take that, and then I have the five-minute journal, and I write in that. Um, it's a sweet, you probably heard of it. It's um, from Tim Ferriss. It, uh, it's just like three things that you want to accomplish today. Um, something to look forward to and stuff like that. So it kind of sets my mind right, sets me up. And I have to do that every morning. Or I'm, I just feel funky if I don't. Um, and always doing like some type of mobility or you know or moving the body in some type of way um if i don't do that i just feel completely off so um those are three things that i have to do every day or i just feel funky and how long have you been doing the the journal um i'm on my second one so maybe two years about a year and a half or so very cool yeah I've tried that. I just can't. I, really? I, it took me a while to get into it. stresses me out. Really? I'd ra- yeah, I'd rather... I feel like I'm wasting time. Sometimes I like I look back and I'm like, that is... You just were writing down words. <laughs> but some days, like, 
it is is really helped me to be mindful in my day to look for those things that I wanted to accomplish. Um, so, so yeah, sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, that went to hell. Um, but sometimes it right. doesn't and it really helps me to have a good day. No, right. So. No, I think those things are awesome just because a lot of people, like I just said, like it drives me nuts to do stuff like that. But it's because I feel like I already know what I need to be doing. Yeah. And like I have that goal in mind so I get up and get it done. Yeah. But I think a lot of people get very easily distracted. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. something like not to say that you do, but no, I do right? it's a it's I'm a like, good <laughs> It's good to have that so you know, and this is all back to mindset, right? Yeah. I mean, because people you know, back to working out and training and eating right. People are too you know, they don't have those goals in mind. Mm-hmm. Even if they're simple things, hey, I'm going to have a positive mindset yeah. today, right? Yeah. Versus one little thing goes wrong and your whole day is off the track yep. and Next thing you know, you're on a McDonald's bender on the yeah. way home from work. Right? And you're just like, why was it like, I'm just, it was the worst day ever. And it's like, one thing happened. Like, yeah. cannot get bent out of shape. And two, when I write something down, it just like solidifies it for me. So it's just like, yeah. oh shit, I have to do that. So, what are some of your, I guess, goals in health, training, mm-hmm. whatever? What are some of your goals in your, in your life? I don't know, let's say short term mm-hmm. and then more long term. What are some of your your goals? Um honest I don't have any and it's weird because I usually have some specific goals. But right now I have I want to see like how healthy I can get. Um, I want to see when like in working out, like yes, I have some specific like I want to squat clean um, 155. I want to be able to deadlift 300 pounds. I want to be able to squat 250. Um, so I have some goals in mind. So I'm trying to find out what I need to do in my eating, in my, in my other regiments to get me to those goals. Um, so, and just staying healthy and being healthy, um, and not being too like married to a goal. Because life does happen. Like, well, right now I'm kind of going through an injury right now. So I can't train as hard as I would like. And I have to roll with the punches with that and be like, okay, well, this is a great opportunity to work on. I want to get better at my muscle-ups, get better at my handstand walks. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm going to put the weight goals kind of on the back burner and work more towards my body weight goals. Um, but... You know, just staying, staying healthy and staying on track, and not, um, not letting my kind of myself fall off the wheels, because um, my training isn't as intense. So I think my goal is to just to stay healthy, um, and you know, be as fit and as and and happy too. Not just you know, give up my happiness to be like, oh, I have to get right. this goal. I'm gonna forget everything right. else for that. Right. So how do you go about instilling? I don't know that kind of mindset in your clients. Like, what are, what what's that look like? You take your typical, you know, I work a nine to five job. I have oh. four kids. Mm-hmm. I I'm convinced that I have no free time, right? And I yeah. that drives me nuts as well oh, because when yeah. you really break down how much time you have in a day, it's yeah. That is that is that is a struggle daily that I come across trying, and it I think it's having little conversations and like being in tune with your clients that you, you know, their life. So, you know, 
how to speak to them. And you know, all right, yes, you're a busy mom with four kids. So where, where can we work together to make sure that you do have time for the gym? Is it getting up at 5 a.m.? Is it coming in late? Is it having your husband watch the kids? But like with the mindset thing, it's like that's over time and that they have to be willing to want to do that too. Um, you can't, you can give them all the tools in the book, but when it comes down to it, if they aren't willing to maybe sacrifice other things in their lives or like take a look in the mirror and be like, I have time for this. I just don't make it a priority. And I, I love, um, I can't remember. I saw a quote. It's like, instead of saying, I don't have time for this saying, I did not make that a priority. And it's like, it just hits you. You're yeah. Like, that's a good one. Wow. So, because you do. If you think about your day, you make time for what's a priority to you. You know? Um, what, and so, instead of maybe sitting on the couch for 15 minutes, because that's like your chill time, maybe go and do a yoga tape for 15 minutes and have that be your chill time. Or go for a walk around the block with your kids. Um, or you. everybody's different. You have to be... Individ- everything's individualized um, and you can't think oh it worked for her it's going to work for me right. like you have to take a look at your life and being like this is where I'm at this is the reality how can I change that to to what I want and it, it takes a it takes a while to change that mindset you didn't you don't have that mindset overnight so it's not going to change overnight but you have to be be aware of your thoughts and then like once you're aware of it you can change it in the pattern so it's it's a journey that you know we're with our clients and it's very personalized so like I'll send my clients like you know inspirational things or like hey think about this or like you know trying to help them to change their thoughts because once you change your thoughts you change your actions it doesn't go actions thoughts right so once we help them to start thinking about life in a different way their actions will just kind of fall into place with that. Awesome. Any last words? You rock. This is awesome. All right. Good deal. Cool. Hannah, thanks for being on the podcast. I'm the first one. Number one. Number one.